I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. everyone and welcome to another episode of WA Expose, a podcast about local arts by local artists. I'm your host, Aria Scarlett, with the absolute privilege of recording this podcast on Wajak Nungabuja. Normally found trapped away in an audio booth is today's guest. When she does emerge, it's to make you laugh, shout and feel things that keep you lying awake at night, wondering if these emotions even belong on this plane of existence. If one thing is for sure, Oh my gosh, you're already laughing. This is great. If one thing is for sure, it is that she will give you a performance only a good mind scrubbing can get rid of. Of course, I am talking about Minxy Milva. How are you today? Oh, thank you. I forgot how cringe my bio is. <laughs> I think I was like reading some eldritch horror short story and I was like, I want to sound cool and edgy, which is none of the things I None am. of the things. None <laughs> of the things at all. It's great. I love it. I love watching people go, oh, did I write that? Oh, oh did I write that bio? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Jeez. yes, you did. <laughs> you most certainly did write that really bio. really need to get a professionally done one because writing is not my forte. <laughs> I feel that way too. I fully feel that. It's like I wrote this thing um, in a class in like 2010. And yeah. uh, now, now I guess it's just what everyone says before yeah. I go on stage. Even, oh, God, even over the weekend I was like, what's it sound that bit of paper, Cece? Yeah. <laughs> What's it say? Because uh, I don't know if I want you to say that. Yeah, well, we were at the same gig and I remember going to see, I changed it just to be like, she's a country bumpkin because I was like, I don't know. But they'll be like, ah, we know who that is. But yeah, And then she said it. I was like, but yeah, I was like, oh, Susie, what's she going to say? What's she going to say? What's she going to do? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's yes. probably too much inside. Oh, yeah. it's, it's like, no, it's fully just like. It also Only, dates us a bit. It dates us fully. Unless we do a gig together later on and then they won't. They never perform together yeah, ever again. Yeah. Everyone's like, we know what they're talking about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say that only so many people can relate to the uh, to the bio. Oh, yeah. To the absolute just like bio madness. Of, yes. Unless, I guess, unless people are writing their LinkedIn, LinkedIn profiles. <laughs> yeah. Garbage. Oh, absolute oh, garbage. I left that empty on my LinkedIn. <laughs> I remember when I had a LinkedIn for like, oh, oh, honestly, a week and it was like, Oh, I'm a singer and I, I, I sing. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here. My LinkedIn I, profile picture, sorry, to distract, is me with a thumbs up in front of my microphone. And it's with a cheesy ass <laughs> grin. The least professional headshot you can think it's of. It's fully you just being like, I <laughs> own a microphone. I've got one of them. Oh. It reminds me of, you know, like the Tinder profile pictures of manhold fish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that's, manhold that's, fish. You're like, I own this bit of equipment. Yeah. It costs money. I use it. And that is just, the equivalent. Because it is equivalent because it's just men being like, I own a fishing rod and, and a boat. Yeah. That is m- money. You no, like I, that. Yeah. I don't technically own that microphone. My work does. <laughs> <laughs> but LinkedIn doesn't LinkedIn know. LinkedIn does They don't know. 
think Jin don't know you. that. Uh, we're already like fully diving into oh, the, audi- the audio engineer side of you. Don't be sorry. It's just how it is. I'm normally on the other side. No, you're not in control. I do love that. I was fully freaking out being like, oh, she knows what she's doing. And no, I, I don't. don't. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like plug and play. Somebody oh. please help me. And you're like, I know all the math. No. Okay, but I I, sh- I normally don't tell anyone this because it's a big road. That's uh, right, no one listens, it's fine. <laughs> broadcasting, broad- uh, like broadcasting and like any kind of audio engineer, and I don't want to undercredit what you do, uh, is incredibly simple. And I say like I've got 12 years in the industry, I know what I'm doing, but you, I could probably teach you how to do it in about uh, an hour. <laughs> 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 don't tell my boss that, he'll pay me less. But oh, no. no. He, no I tell way. him it's incredibly it's detailed. So di- it's so it's difficult. So difficult. Yeah. And it's not just glorified copy and pasting. We're not going to go. No, <laughs> we're not going to say that because I keep going on about like how hard it is for me yeah. to edit these things when in reality it's uh, probably a lot easier. Yeah. It's mm. more just time consuming going through and being like, oh, no, get rid of that. Oh, no, there's it a pop. Very oh, no. time consuming. It's very time consuming. It takes consuming. a lot of time, especially when you sit there being like, oh, God, and it's me. Yes. Uh. Luckily, yes, you never get used to listening to your own voice. Mm. Um, and even though it's time consuming, not much brain capacity. So you can have something like plan in the background, I tend to find. Or totally. can think of other things like planning out my day while I'm editing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because eventually you'll just hear like a big click and you'll be like, oh, well, okay. Now yep. I'll just log back into. Yep. Yep. Or you've. You've zoned out too much that you uh, listen back to something that you've published and mm. be like, oh, there's a 50 billion mistakes. Whoop, whoop, yep. <laughs> it's a whole bunch of stuff. You know, but no, we're going for authenticity here. Exactly. Yes, for authenticity. Yeah. Um, away from the day job version of you yeah, for just sorry. like a second. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the one question you ask and I've boom. I've decided that even though I keep saying off these podcasts by being like, I have just one question for you. And then like the absolute narcissist that I am, I go on to ask 7,000 more questions oh. because I like the one question, the be all end all question, it doesn't answer what I want it to. <laughs> you're saying you're the narcissist. I'm the one that just jumped forward answering questions that you didn't even ask. Didn't even so, ask it, didn't even you know. do it. No, but I actually <laughs> need, I do expect like a full report later of you, of you just being like, oh, this is what you could improve on. No, no they sounded very good. I Aww. listened to the episode with Serenity, sound very good. Yeah. It's very Thanks. impressed. Thanks. Thank yes. you. Let's just see it all downhill from I here. I love the intro music. Thank oh, you. That like lo-fi that's our, vapor wave. Love yes, it. that's actually that's one of my songs. Oh wow! Yes. Yeah, that's. I don't know if that's the genre, but uh, that's what I loved. I loved it. I love that intro music. Yeah. I, I'm a I'm a big fan. That's why I chose it. I was like, oh yeah, because all yeah. of my other songs can be a, a bit intense. So yeah. this one's just got like more of a chill. So. Chill. Yeah, yeah, love it. That's uh, corrosive. Available on all streaming platforms. Oh, <laughs> you get that plug <laughs> in. You get it in there. Like I couldn't put it in. Like it's <laughs> yeah. my show. I could have put it anywhere. Oh, ten every time. Yes. Yeah. Every every like five minutes. It's just, just zoom. Why corrosive on iTunes? <laughs> <laughs> Subliminal messaging. <laughs> okay, stop. I have one question yes. for you. If no one's figured it out yet, Minxi Milva is an incredible burlesque performer. So why burlesque? Uh, shit. Oh, uh, it's fine. You can swear. I. Uh, I. I swear like a sailor. Um, yeah, do it. I, the reason why burlesque, funny enough, I never thought, but I get this answer from a lot because I like, ask a lot of other burlesque performers why they did it and most of them start with, oh, I never thought I'd do it. Yeah. I never thought so. And I literally never thought. I, I grew up in a very small country town I, and a lot of people know that because I never shut up about it. Um, Where? Which country town? I grew up in a country town called Wild Catchem. Population like... Three to five hundred people, nice. not big, but 
and then I moved to Geraldton, which to me was like huge. So I spent high school in Geraldton um, and I grew up just a very uh, weird, weird kid, weird, but like uh, I liked my arts and my drama and theatre, but I wouldn't, I didn't like myself physically, which a lot of girls grow up. Totally, like, yeah. Well, a lot of people regardless um, how you identify, grow up, just hating yourself. Yeah. Um, it does definitely seem to be like pinpointed on those people who are like AFAB, especially yes. throughout their high school yes. experience. It is just like shoved down your throat. And I'm I'm a bit older than, well, I'm 29, which a hearing, bit older. well, hearing, <laughs> hearing you and Serenity talk about how I feel so old, I'm 25. I'm like, ah! Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I've got that question a couple times since releasing that episode. And the reason we talk like yeah. that is because, yeah. um, is obviously because because a lot of the elder generations of queer people, and especially in the drag yeah. scene, died out. Yes, Because no. of AIDS in the, yeah. in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and early 2000s, like, because of that epidemic. So you're considered an elder in the drag yeah. scene at, like, 24, 25. Yeah, that is crazy. Which is a lot of pressure. Yes, So I think that's why Serenity says they're so old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's... And every year there's, like, a new whole group of them coming in. So, yeah, I, I guess... I know. But we keep well, birthing them. And oh, yeah, exactly. Um... But Please go on. So you're a yeah, tiny yeah. So small town and you hate yourself. Yeah. And I grew up in Jericho. But I grew up in the like early thousands, mid thousands. So this is like the early thousands to like mid late thousands is when I went from like early primary school into high school. Mm-hmm. And there's just like gossip mags, like all your uh, people hating on Britney Spears for just and uh, Paris Hilton for just being women basically yeah. and just looking really pretty mm-hmm. and obviously acting in a way that wasn't what a nice, well-mannered lady should act of like. Of course, yeah. Um, and having um, the, just the sliver of mental health issues, which of course exactly. like that we hate them. Yeah. And like it would be a gossip mag saying like these incredibly attractive like women, uh, oh, they gained three kilos, so they're absolutely gross and disgusting. Blech, yes. Spit on them. Um, <laughs> spit, on <laughs> spit on them. Spit on them. Uh, so I, like I'm sure I'm not alone where most, like, AFAB people growing up in that time just were like, well, if they're disgusting, I've been told they're disgusting, I must just be absolutely yes, gross. Yes, the, the time when you're watching Bridget Jones's diary and yeah. you're being told that that person is fat and therefore and, unattractive and, and you're yeah, like, oh, but she's quite thin. Um, if, and, and so yeah. I guess that that means that I I am disgusting and, and should she, die. Yeah, yeah, and she's gorgeous, as Renee yeah, Zellweger. And you're like, oh, yeah, no, she's Great. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we and do not have a lot of hope. Yeah. 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 And you also get a lot of uh, like internalized misogyny because you're like, uh, when you see other uh, like women being like happy and looking and looking great and wearing whatever they want and seeing happy about it, you're like, oh, they're just gross and you know, they're the S words and, yeah. you know, like, oh, yeah. um, who gave them the right, the right yeah. to be all happy and love themselves? You got all that confidence. Like, yeah. it's, it's who's in, paying for all that? You must, yeah, be, yeah, yeah, all that crap. It's like internalized jealousy and misogyny that like takes forever to learn, unlearn. So, if, like, growing up, I'd never show you any skin. I'm at the beach. Uh, I'm wearing board shorts, yep. long sleeve uh, shirts. Never wore a bikini ever. Um, and when I moved to Geraldton, which is about thirty thousand people, so not Perth wise, but a billion times bigger yeah. than what I grew up in. Not what you were ready for. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I was blown away. There was two shopping sh- centers. <laughs> Their IGA wasn't in a shed. Yeah. Um, and like internet, oh, was faster. Like. <laughs> 
it was there, a dial-up, yeah. The internet exists. I yep. didn't have to wait 45 minutes to download the latest Black Eyed Peas off LimeWire up there. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, uh, and when I got up there, I, my parents, not religious whatsoever, but I was into the arts and drama and all that stuff. So they sent me to this Pentecostal really religious school, mm. which kind of like nothing, but it kind of enforced that you know, modesty is, and purity is is the way to go. Yes. Anything outside of that is, you know, it's not it's not too good. Yes. As Satan loves that stuff. Did it, it have a good arts program? Is uh, that why you were there? Yes. Yeah. So I had a good arts program, but I would go home to mum go, Mum, they they said all this. She's like, just, just do the arts. Just put your head down. Just don't. I we're not going to dip into that, all right? Yeah. Just, you're all right. This is what they said in sex ed today. It's like, okay, don't worry about that. <laughs> Which is... It is very fun because I like I went to a public school uh, for primary school and I remember having sex ed in like year five, year six. But then when I went to the super religious school, they didn't have sex ed till like year 10. Yep. And the sex ed was literally us watching a video of a woman giving birth in full detail. Yep. And they're like, well, there's a sex ed because they're going to abstain from sex because after watching that, no one's going to want to do yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't get sex education <laughs> until I hit year 10. So I, yeah. was at, I was at a Catholic school. Oh, yeah. So same deal. We got a, a very, very upsetting video for a 15-year-old <laughs> to watch. <laughs> Um, and then we got a, a big long talk about how masturbation was not okay. Oh, and, yeah. that, and then it was like, good job, goodbye. Good. Yeah, they're like, we don't need to teach you because you don't need to know anything else because you'll be abstaining. So, yeah, so you don't know, even worry about it. And the only time you're going to have sex is when you're okay with this happening yeah, to your body. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay. oh, okay, thank you. Never mind. I guess I just never am. Yeah, ever. Because no, yeah. yeah, that I, looks awful. And I was the exact same. Like, I wasn't religious, but I, uh, I grew up absolutely terrified of like sex and sexuality and mm. like anything like that. Um, you were literally taught that you it was were taught bad. Me- Isn't it a mean girl's line? If you have sex, you'll get pregnant and die. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Which is basically um, what you were told. Yeah. And it was like looking and like looking, uh, like loving yourself and looking comfort and feeling confident. Well, that's promiscuous and that, which can also lead to that. That's bad. <laughs> you will also die. Yeah. You'll also die. Yeah. Um, All roads lead to death. Yeah. This is a very long winded question to how I ended up getting to birth. This is what I but, like. <laughs> <laughs> basically. So growing up the complete opposite and I was just fine. I would dress I'd like, I wouldn't dress like very conservatively, but I would dress that kind of draw attention to the clothes themselves and not myself. Like, not me physically. It would be, like, she's wearing a massive, like, and it was the mid to late thousands, so it was, like, all that scene clothes. I was basically wore yes. scene clothes. And it was basically to, I think, draw attention to my clothing rather than myself, if mm-hmm. that may. Like, a lot of us would coloured hair and yep. all big, like, layered skirts and super cringy now, but back then you were, like, oh, yeah. Like, so the best. Yes. I got all my JJ's clothes and I look the coolest ever. It looks ever. so great. My SpongeBob has, like, yeah. an emo black haircut. I got my Invader Zim top and my MCR pants. I'm just the coolest. Yeah. Um, so No it, one else has this. Everyone else has this. Yeah, everyone else. <laughs> everyone else has everyone. wearing the same three items. Exact same three things. Um, and then when I went... I left high school. I went to uni, um, and that kind of broke it down a bit. Like, uh, just in, in Geraldton, sorry. Uh, I came to Perth for uni, uh, so I finished high school up there. Came down and went to ECU in Mount Lawley uh, for communications because I, I did art. I mainly I do a lot of art, and I did a lot of drama in high school. But I was like, art. I love doing art. Couldn't do it professionally. I like doing my own thing, yeah. and I don't think I could survive off that. Uh, what else do I do? I talk a lot. Maybe I should do broadcast. <laughs> 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 that was literally how I came to. I so 
I went to uni for broadcasting and moving to Perth, which isn't big for some, but bigger than anything I'd been exposed to, mm. opened me up. That like I'd go clubbing. Multiple McDonald's. Now what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. They've now got two in Geraldton. So I remember the big I had town. that same moment because I used to, I lived in Kalgoorlie. That's, uh, where, that's yeah. where I was born. And yeah. then I moved to a place that had like more than one of a fast food. And I was like, I didn't know that was allowed. Yeah. Yeah. What, the is, what is a franchise? Yeah. What is franchise? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Perth, and then I would go to the thing go out clubbing and seeing everyone dressed however they felt and everyone feeling confident and cool. And, yeah, going to, like, I remember going to the court and connections in, like, 2011 and being, like, everyone's just beautiful. Mm. Uh, and, like, no matter the size and shape. But still, it, it, to me, I was like, oh, that's great. I, I loved it. But <laughs> And it wasn't till about, two, well, 2018. We're finally getting there. Oh, Two I don't care. That's fine. I'd yeah. much rather not talk for yeah. the next yeah. hour. Please go. Yeah. 2018, um, when my, I'll only say her muggle name once, but my best friend who I've known since I was uh, 13, Amira, otherwise known as Ronnie Rumpunch. The legendary. Yes, the legendary. Uh, we She lived in Geraldton as well. And we grew up, we went to different high schools, but we used to do after school um, emergency service cadets together, which is the oh exact. Oh my God, that's so cute. Uh, it's the exact opposite of burlesque. We were making, f- learning how to find water and make fires in the bush if you got stranded out there. <laughs> I, I don't know why both of us did that because it's like the exact <laughs> I think you just wanted to not be at school. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. It was something to do in Geraldton. Well, other than um, that, you've got to do a sport, right? Oh, you know? <laughs> which I just failed at. <laughs> you all there, so what's cadets or let's do a sport. Yeah. I guess you just end up in cadets. That, pretty much. Um, so I did. So Ronnie uh, d- had done dance pretty much most of her like school life and she was very good at it. Um, I'd never done dance before in my life. Two left feet, but I'd done a lot of drama and I had uh, done like some community theatre in Geraldton, yeah. which it, it, funny, when I did it there, very, for like people like, haha, love a community theatre in Geraldton. I remember it being quite elitist. Like they're like, well, you've only been here for six months. <laughs> like, oh, really? Yeah. It was a lot of fun and it was a Ooh. good community, but I would just say like people would get a big role. Um, and they hadn't been there for too long. They're like, mm, have you seen who got the role? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the same stuff that happens at, at any institution yeah. where, where it's just like, you're supposed to get this role based on seniority. And it's yeah. like, well, shouldn't you get it if, you if get you're good it, at if you're it? Good, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. that's incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> that's not how this works. So, um, and I'd to fill my creative void because like I was just doing art uh, part-time and before I got my current job, uh, like most uni graduates, we weren't doing stuff in the field we'd studied in. Shocker. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was, I'd been doing freelance voiceover for like in 2018. It means I probably would have been doing it for about three years where I'd voice some stuff for some brand. Uh, actually, there's only one I'm still working for. There were random like little indie video games or Skyrim mods and there's, there's one American podcast that I work for, um, well, a couple of them that I still work for for this day, um, but that was my only creative outlet that yeah. was like something community-based. And that was just – it wasn't really community-based because there was like people that are in America. It wasn't somewhere you could just hang out. And mm. I was really craving like that community theatre, you know, everyone's here for the same thing working on a project. Yeah. And Ronnie, Ronnie. one day, <laughs> uh, Ronnie was like, I'm going to go do a burlesque class. I went and saw 
Sugar Blue do a burlesque show in Geraldton. I really like it. I'm, I love dancing. I'm going to do it. Mm. And I remember she's like, do you want to join? I was like, oh, nah. That's, I, and I had that what most, like it makes me sad now, but I said it like so many other people going, no, you don't want to see me take my clothes off on stage. Like you don't yes. want to see me. I, no one not wants me. to see. Not me. No not one me. wants to see me Everybody do that. Everybody else. Yeah, not but not me. me. Yeah, I am um, the exception. I am the only ugly. I am the yeah. hunchback of Notre Dame. Exactly. I am the one, yeah. Yes. Um. So Ronnie went and did like a beginner's one course and she was loving it. And she said, do you want to come to the grad show? And I went, yeah, yeah, I'll come and support you. I'd never been to a Bella show mm. before. Um. And I went to this grad show and by the time the show had ended, I had I'd already like nearly booked a class. I'd had like, I was going through the next thing and I loved it so much. Like it's a student showcase. Mm. Like there's incredibly talented performers, but it's not like a big professional show. Like it's, oh, mind you, Sugar Blue quality of classes is like, it's some of, oh God. Very good. But like even the fact that you were seeing people who I guess technically would be classes amateurs. Uh, Amateurs. Doing an amazing job. Job. It's like, oh. Yeah, I fell in love with it. I was... So absorbed. Normally, like I, I, my attention span. I'm normally thinking 50 billion things at once, but all my attention was on that stage for each class that came out, and I loved it. There were so many different bodies, different sizes, shapes, ages, colors, all different types of people up there, and it it was like, oh, sexy isn't a body type. Mm. It really isn't. Sexy is like a feeling, a confidence, or something that someone can give. And I just, I was like, had this epiphany. I was like, yeah. oh, it it doesn't matter what you look yeah, like. Sexy oh. isn't like a natural talent. It's a learned ability. It's a learned ability. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember taking a break from a semester and then after that I joined and did my first beginner class um, and absolutely loved it. I remember going in there going, no, I'm just going to do it for exercise. I probably I probably won't even do the grad show. I'm just going to do, I'm just going to do exercise. Yeah. I'm just really. Yeah, and then slowly we did, convincing yourself yeah. that this is okay. And yeah. then literally six months later, I was tasseling on the group. Like, <gasps> tis- like tasseling. Fully tits out yeah, tasseling. Fully tits oh, out tasseling. Yes. It was like a cold experience, but great. It was like cold. sexy. <laughs> yeah, very sexy. Like, I, I tell this story a lot because I loved it so much. And it literally, I can't, like, it sounds super corny, but how Bellis literally changed my whole world view, like physical view to like how you should look at yourself. It was more like it, you're, and it was like other things I found out, like not everyone's looking at you. They're looking at you right there on stage, but they don't care what, like they're worrying about themselves first and foremost. Yes, yes. When they see you walking down the street and you're worried if people are looking at you because you look weird, no one cares. No, no one cares. They're worrying if about they look weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So while you're on stage, they're just wanting a bit of escapism of performance. Mm. If you can give, like, if you can give something entertaining, they don't care what you look Holly, like. they would like five minutes of not being trapped in their own head. Exactly. So can you please help with yeah, that? Please yeah, please help. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I just was like, I, I could do this. And I'd never danced before. Never. Um, I have two left. Fa- I am very uncoordinated, terrible at sport, everything. That's so surprising and, to me. <laughs> but yeah, but you don't need for burlesque. You don't need to. Don't need dance. There is so many different. It's hard to class burlesque. It's basically like, uh, like it's stripped. It's the art of the tease. Yes. 
and that can mean anything. Like all my routines are comedy based because mm. that's what I I'll I'll do a series one day. But even if I'm doing series in the mirror, I just laugh at myself. <laughs> it's kind of like saying um, all music. Yes. Being like oh. Well, that doesn't narrow it yeah, down at all. So at just all. saying the phrase burlesque, burlesque is such a wide yeah. range of you everything. Have like, yeah, your classic burlesque, your neo-burlesque, some comedy burlesque, more thought-provoking burlesque, like performance art burlesque, experimental, like it's everything. And Which, that's of course, a, clashes with all of every, – everything, everything you just said is also a musical genre. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> but it's also good because then, like most things, you can kind of barrow, find out your niche and what you like doing the most and then you can kind of do that. And if you want to try something else, well, there's 50 billion other avenues you can go down. Yeah. Um, so, Ronnie – so, Ronnie and I were doing classes uh, for about a year and then we started doing solos and immediately we're like, oh, yeah, I want to do this more. And – I think it was fringe of 2020. Both of us got our first like paid gigs, like paid wow. as a solo performer. So we'd been doing it for about 18 months and two years at that point. Um, and I remember we were both like, oh, wow, we got, we got to get like, a, we got to write an invoice in that. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> someone's going someone's nice. someone's to pay us rather than we pay someone to teach us. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, which I still do class. I've got a class after this, actually. So I, I love my barely classes. You never stop learning. No. no. I, mean, I, I still take singing lessons. Yeah. Like, we don't stop. No. The burlesque community, because I originally I was a little hesitant because I'd you hear those stereotype dance clicks. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, they're no good or they're, no, you know, they put each other down to build themselves up. Yeah. When I went into the burlesque community, I was completely shocked that it's 100% opposite. They are some of the most supportive people I've met ever and they're like there's always going to be a little bit of like in like uh, you know occasional conversations or people get a you know not jealous but maybe feel a bit down on themselves but 99.5 percent of the like interactions I've had with the community are people pushing others up and trying to like better everyone in the community and every time I've asked for like feedback or help I there's literally dozens of people offering to do stuff and everyone is just lovely and like I said I'm making it sound like a cult because I just got kind of is but that's not a bad it's thing. not a bad it is there's no downside like you get really nice support and there's a lot of naked near naked people which yeah, I guess no. that probably happens in a lot of cults but this yeah, like, well, I mean, no one's trying to assault anybody <laughs> yeah which exactly is, I mean, there was kind none of the of main that. difference between this and a cult yeah <laughs> exactly there's no just one person where like everyone's like ah. well there is a there's a few like I've got my like we say like our barely mums basically my burlesque teachers that I had uh like a lot of um, that like I still will like even if I'm not in an active class with the mole message, I'm like, can I please have a lesson with you? <laughs> I need some help. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, then me and Ronnie. Well, Ronnie just took off, Ronnie, because she's an incredible Fantastic, dancer, yeah. and she's like very. She's got that. She's very good at being sexy on stage, yes. which uh, like so she's just got that natural like oozy like. I have sexiness on yes, stage. It just like flows out. Like it just flows. And I'm sure it's not effortless. I'm sure she's putting in. Oh, she's putting in. Yeah. The most work on the planet. Oh. But you watch her and you're like, what? Oh, it just falls <laughs> out. <laughs> and, and I was, and I was stuck to my comedy ones. So even like, 
we're best mates, but both our bailiffs are pretty much completely different. Mm. But we liked each other. We like each other a lot. We probably That's drive good. each. She'll probably say, like, nah, she's a bitch. Hey? <laughs> I'll, I'll, just, I'll never, ever have her on and we'll just have this this quote yeah. framed forever. She's great. She loves me a lot. Thanks, oh, She'll be replaying that and playing it back in the mirror like, all the time. But um, It'll be at your funeral. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we were like, uh, we'd started getting some pay gigs and then we were like, how about we do a duo together as well? Um, so we do have Minx Punch, which is a bit of a... Uh, like side project that we do sometimes, but it was yeah. I did. I don't even know if I answered like why did I get in burlesque. I think it was basically it just became this massive, like all these uh, bridges open, like every like the window shattered, and like I don't need to feel shit about myself all the time. It's like a complete frame of mind. I didn't like my body has changed since I started, but. I loved when I um, started burlesque, it was like before anything changed, it was like you can love yourself no matter what you look like. Mm. Like it doesn't matter. You can find like you, 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 you can like, yeah, it's like a mirror breaking and then you can see the truth behind it. They're like, oh, I am sexy yes. the way I am now. And it's like. It would just be simple things like I'd be taught a pose or like a move in Bellis. I'm like, damn, that is, ooh, I look nice. My hips all yes, layout like that. Yes. Like, ooh. Um, so that's why I kept continuing it. Um, and it was literally like it went from, uh, it just went from zero to 100 real quick. Like suddenly I'm, like, yeah, I'm into this. Yeah. I'm, I'm really into this and I'm just going to keep doing it. And it kept on, like it, it it's great because it, and there's such a, like there is, a big burlesque community in Perth, but we still get, like, a lot of people get gigs and things like that. And, like, um, it's a lot of fun, uh, you know, when you are in a close community like that, when you rock up to a show and you see fellow performers, like, oh, hi. Yes. Like, Yay. Yeah. So, I mean, like, if I was a summary woman, yeah. and I kind of am, yeah. it's like to – you basically – why burlesque? To rid self-hatred, to um, to find your place and to find yeah. your community through art. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Holy crap. You just saved 20 minutes of me explaining <laughs> or 30 minutes of me explaining. Can you tell that I speak <laughs> you talk for a living? <laughs> I talk for a living. And this I is talk what for a living. <laughs> yeah. Um, Actually, yeah, so, oh, no, on that, um, yeah. we're going to take a super quick break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And we're back. Um, I want to talk more about, there's a few things actually that I noticed from what you were saying earlier. First of all, um, you started 
basically. I'm saying started. I know yeah. you started before this, but you got your first paid gig at the start of 2020. Uh, yeah, just before everything yeah. shut down. So yeah, so it was, like then what? Yeah, it was fringe 2020, so it was January, and then I we had like lockdown like March, April. Yeah. Uh, so I was very lucky, and the Bailey community didn't didn't stop over like COVID. A lot of us were like, oh my gosh, now we can like get um we can get all our costumes and make them all because mm. obviously. We make a lot of our own. Most people make or alter those kind of things. Like, because, still can't get over that, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because, uh, like, it might look expensive, but a lot of the time it's, like, Kmart bras with some, like, crystal rhinestones and things like, like glass rhinestones, not Swarovskis or anything. No, no, um, of course not. But the, oh, let's be real. Swarovskis don't glitter the way no, they need to on the stage lights. No, um, So, we, like, a lot of people were making costumes, but we also had, like, a lot of online classes um, we had a lot of online shows, so you could, yeah. uh, uh, people were filming. Each of the online show, oh So many God. people were learning how to video edit and film things, which was great, learn audio things, so you learned so <laughs> many things. And then when, luckily, WA opened up a lot quicker, mm. and I remember, I think it was like May, so it was only a little, uh, the late May, early June, that, uh, there was an unleashed, when a Sugar Blue did an Unleashed Burlesque show, and me and Ronnie were in the audience going, are we allowed here? Mm. Like, are we allowed to be out? And it was great. And Burlesque basically, I think because the rest of Australia was still kind of shot down, uh, Burlesque in Perth just exploded. Yeah. Like, there were so many shows. So you're on Ronnie's rise was as quick as it has been, almost thanks to lockdown. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, like, we was still very student based my fringe from 2020 to 21 like quadrupled Mm. um and I think it was just because yeah we had so many opportunities for different gigs and we had an immense like we have an immensely talented like some of the most talented influential burlesque figures in the world are in Perth yes like it's crazy we have the number 11th in the world Miss Betty Bombshell like former Miss Burlesque Australia Mm. like and current Miss Burlesque WA, like Lucy Lovegun. Yes. And like, yeah, Sugar Jour, Kitty Latour, like uh, L- uh, Lulu Cure. We got so many people. And all of those performers have performed all over the world, mm. like at different burlesque festivals. And then they were and trapped here and you got to like suck all the knowledge yeah, out of their they, brain. Most yeah. of, I've done lessons pretty much with all of them mm. just to be like, please give me your knowledge. And it's, yeah, it's crazy that I can just go and uh, ask for some advice from these people. Um, and, they, and, yeah, they and were... And they'll s- actually answer you back. Yeah, and they <laughs> were all stuck in WA, so they had yes. nowhere to go. They so. had nothing <laughs> to do but to, like, listen to my questions, yeah. answer, and have a online class with yes. me because um, this is the only way you're going to make it. And they were doing all these shows in Perth that we could go watch and, like, absorb knowledge and just get to watch, and it was just great. Yeah. Um, Concentrated education. Yeah. yeah. So uh, because we were still like, well, student amateurs around 2020. At the uh, beginning of 2021, me, Ronnie, uh, and we we had Amelia Kisses, who's a troop member for Sugar Blue. Uh, she was very established in her own right, mm. but us and a lot of other kind of barely beginners and Amelia Kisses, joy, we created Young Blood, which was uh, like a burlesque show, fringe show in 2021. So it was like uh, made by ama- like new burlesque talent mm-hmm. producing their own show. And that went really well and we loved that. Um, and within, like, and Youngblood also did a show in 2022, but we couldn't, we still called it Youngblood, 
But we had like, it went from having one Sugar Blue Troop member to now three. Like, because it oh, was wow, so yeah. delicious and Rooney Rum Punch yeah. are all so, <laughs> so, and like a lot of us had um, like, yeah, Coco Fatal, Tiffany Tassels, Tallulah Titsburg, Ida Ocean, all that. They're, they're like doing all, like, we can't really call ourselves Youngblood, but it was crazy to see how everyone exploded from one yeah. year to the next. In, in that short period of time. In that so short period of time. because you weren't trying to no. highlight amateurs. It was like, oh, gosh, you're not an amateur anymore. Yeah. yeah, it was like we went from, like, we made a show for ourselves because we, we thought, like, we're, that's the only place we're going to get hired is mm. if we make our own yeah. show. And then that led to, like, a lot of people being asked to be in other shows or us applying for other shows and getting in. And it was, like, just last year uh, I got the opportunity, like, it, my it blew my brain. I was able to be part of the Inter- Perth International Burlesque Festival and the yes. road show, which I was, I'd, I'd applied off a whim, like being like, <laughs> bang, bang, isn't that the best though? And then they're like, congrats, you got in. And I was like, I got into the Perth International Burlesque and you want me? Which road show did you end up going I, to Geraldton? We went to both, funny enough, because uh, me and Ronnie, so we applied both as our individuals and as Minx Punch. Mm-hmm. And... So le- we got to perform as Minx Punch uh, in Geraldton. We also, yes. uh, Lucy Lovegun, who was the headliner, we were in her um, her act that she does. Like she has this big chariot act and we're kit- her cats. I don't know. <laughs> she does <laughs> yeah. the goddess fright. Yeah. yeah I've seen. <laughs> I loved that, doing that so much. Um, and so we got, she did that up there and we did Minx Punch. We did a couple of things for that one. But yeah, it was crazy going back to Geraldton. It was like, me and Amira's early dream was to go perform at the Queen's Park Theatre. It's a beautiful theatre. It's a beautiful theatre. We're very lucky, Joe. It's like, I don't know, regional places, the local government, like, we're kind of bored, so they kind of chuck some money at the arts, like, make a nice theatre, (laughs) because Calgary's the same. They've both got very nice theatres. Yeah, yeah, that, and then also Carruthers. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, they've got a lovely one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we got to perform out there, and I had family, friends, People I went from school, like, come along and watch it. And I had such a good time. And then I also went to Kalgoorlie. So me oh, and Ronnie cool. did our little solo acts. Loved it. Love Kalgoorlie. They <laughs> went off. Yeah, that, they, they do. And that was the crazy thing about the regional shows is, like, when you, uh, you know, you perform at Perth, people are loving them. They're like, oh, thanks for the show. And then you walk on the street and it's just like, hey, how's it going? No mm. special treatment regional tours, they act like you're bloody royalty. Like pull out the red carpet, they get asking for photos and all that after. I'm like, oh. Oh, but I took my wig I just, off, yeah. <laughs> I just took my, yeah, I took my clothes off stay, on stage. I just stripped on stage and like, can I please get a photo? And I'm like, sure, it was five minutes, but yeah, like yeah, that. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Did very much enjoy it. So that was a big belly highlight. Uh, and then, yeah, Ron, and I got to, uh, got to be a part of The Apprentice grand final last year which I got in which I was incredibly oh yeah yes and like all this stuff so like Youngblood PIBF uh, Apprentice are all in the same year mm. and I just went this went from me doing like just a beginner class and like yeah. every just six just for fitness yeah just for <laughs> fitness and every six weeks you'd have a grad show yeah. to like oh my god I have to like plan this shit and like I have to have a calendar and I'm like no uh I am in no way the busiest ballot. There is like there's there's dozens of people that do way more shows, and it was incredible to see how many of those opportunities there are. Mm. 
and yeah, like I said, I went from going like not really performing or doing anything and trying to find a community and I'm like like I was doing a podcast for this American company once and every few months or something to going, oh my God, if I'm if I'm not in a show, I'm normally attending one mm. because I've got mates in one. Yeah. Um, that there's like a calendar full of stuff we can do. Yeah. And getting yeah. to itch that scratch. <laughs> like it's it's crazy. To itch that scratch. I kinda love it that it, way yeah. around. <laughs> yes. I like it that, that way around. Scratch. Itch, I, I'm gonna itch that scratch. Ronnie's gonna make fun of me because we just we went down south somewhere together and I said something like, look, I'm not the smartest person in the tool shed and everyone and she wrote that all over Instagram and now people just come up to me and go, Look, I know you're not the smartest person in the tool shed. So like now We're gonna itch, itch that, that scratch. scratch is gonna be oh. You just need to make it a merch line. I really do. You just need to make it a merch as, line. As I'm uh, like incredibly dyslexic and I get stuff back to front constantly mm. and they're just yeah, it's taglines waiting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you think your bio is cringy. Just make it a bunch of backwards, like, backwards puns and taglines. No one's going to have those. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's so much fun and way more than I ever expected to be, like, uh, like way more full-on and gratifying uh, than I ever thought yeah. doing joining a community like this so would cool. be. So, um, yeah. No, you go. This no, I was just so any anyone out there, if you like, and – I, because I talk to a lot of people, like a lot of, uh, like a lot of people all the time, and it's a lot of AFAB people came up, come up to me. Oh well, when I say you should do better, I say, oh no, I, you don't want to see me up there. And I was like, I used to yeah. say the exact same thing. You're like, oh, they don't want to see my body type up there. And then they see a burlesque show, and they're like, oh, and then they're yeah, doing do. a beginner <laughs> class or something like that. Yeah. Like I've known so many people that are like, oh, I wouldn't do it. And before I know it, they're doing. Like a sugar blue class or another academy class. I uh, love that. Last yeah. week we had uh, Nia um, yeah. of Twerk Noir on the oh. podcast and I was sitting here being like, I should do a twerk cast. You've just taught me the history of, every, oh. of, of twerk and I feel, wow, and everything. And I would normally I would be that person who's like, no, I've got one talent and I, yeah. I'm going to stay. <laughs> stay in, with that. I'm going to stay in my lane. Thank oh. you. But like, my God, like every single time I sit across from somebody, I'm like, would I pick up another skill? Anyway. I, I, I have learned that over the years, like uh, being a jack of all trades, master of none. It, like it is fun, but sometimes I, like I'm now trying to just narrow myself a bit to learn something really well yeah. rather than half a dozen things kind of all right. But I'm pretty sure the end of that saying goes, but better than that than a master of none. Oh. So that's actually the – no one ever gets to the end line of that, but it, it is it does end up yeah. being like, but better than that, than a master yeah. of none. So um, it like means you never try anything. True, yeah. true. Um, but, yeah, uh, but twerk – oh, I need to take – in saying that, I'd li- I need to take some twerk classes because a lot of the barely girls are doing it and oh, I get mesmerised any time I watch a performance. Yeah. I just don't realise, like, I'm drooling. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah and when <laughs> – I just – I got to shut up for, like, an hour and I learnt history. Oh. It was great. Yeah, so cool. yeah, and that's a. It was how burlesque has a huge history, which you you're like you know that it's like older and like it's yeah. been around for a few centuries. Yes, yeah, so and you hear like the basic line: "It's a parody on misogyny." Yeah, like, okay, I yeah, get that. all right, yeah. yeah. And then you hear learn like a uh, local burlesque, a uh, burly historian, Dol- uh, Dollar Dazzler. Mm. They do a lot of. Uh, they've done classes and they know a lot. Alyssa Kitt, who is a uh, well, she's now living in New. 
York, I'm pretty sure. But New she's Jersey, not New York. New- no, I'm kidding. Well, I made that up. I have no idea. <laughs> You're just but like New yeah, and the answer is normally. Yeah. But she uh a massive burlesque performer originally from over Eastern Australia. She's actually doing I I'd quote it wrong, but she's a mega burlesque historian who's doing a PhD, I'm pretty sure, in burlesque. What? It, so yeah, she should awesome. be like a doctor of burlesque. Um and so all these like and a lot of my teachers they'll like they teach you where Bellis comes from. You're like this, this is really interesting. Yeah, They're really full on. Like there, yeah, there is a Bellis museum over east, um, and yeah, just there's so much history of it. Mm. And you just when you go into it, you're like, oh, I thought that was Dita Von Teef. Oh no, she just modernized it. You this know, is, brought yeah. it back. It was revived. Those kind are the two of thing. that you hear. You're like, it's either Dita Von Teef or Violet Charchke, depending yeah, on your age group. Exactly. Like, is that not where it came yeah, from? Is that, it, no, no, <laughs> no, no. It's very, very long. Oh, God. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I, you were talking a bit earlier about um, yourself and Ronnie and how different your styles are yeah. as performers and as artists. When you come together and create something as a team, I know it's just like, we're best friends, we're going to make a show together, yeah. which I love. But, like, how do you combine well, the two different styles together? Like, I think it's we delegate. So Ronnie's in charge of choreography because I can't do it, mm-hmm. but I will do the audio editing, obviously, for yes. the music. And <laughs> I normally do the costumes. And we have the same kind of sense of humour that pretty much most of our routines are comedy-based. Even mm. if there's a lot of sexy choreography, which Ronnie manages to teach me how to do, um, <laughs> it will still be comedy-based. Like when we, we did a performance for WA Expose. Good girl, and good it's, luck. Yeah, no, great show. I love that one. Oh. Um, <laughs> it, it's Our routine's just a very meta take well it's we say it's, it's basically fourth wall breaking pretty much and just being dickheads on stage and like all of our other routines like even the one <laughs> um, uh, Ronnie was like okay our next routine we're doing I want to do something where we're both super sexy bitches it's super sexy and I was like all right and then in the end it is super sexy but it's we're dressed when we walk on stage we're dressed as the bananas and pajamas <laughs> like we've got Super sexy. Exactly super sexy. It is so sexy, but we are the bananas. <laughs> that, that was like That's my compromise. So I was like, all right, I'll be super sexy. Can we please Can be we the bananas? <laughs> Can we just start from a place that would people would go like, oh, so they should be in therapy. But yeah. all right. <laughs> okay. So it's great. Those ideas come together. Like, yeah, we've got the same sense of humor and things like that. And we just delegate like, you do this and I'll do that. And we'll come together and it'll be a nice cute burly baby of a routine kind of thing. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's awesome. Um, I've got the crazy frog version stuck in my head. Oh, yeah, no. Which is bad. No, that is bad because I that I grew up, I remember when, like, you could get that uh, ringtone on your phone by getting a new idea magazine and it would have, like, a page of yeah. polytones <laughs> and that, that you would text to a number and it would charge, like, 10 bucks. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, only... For some reason, I know more than just like that first one that everyone knows. Is, yeah, bam. everyone knows that one. And then I've got like the what, popcorn, the, what, the album, the yeah. album. You, what you released an album? Yeah, I'm sitting here like releasing an album is going to cost me this much. Well, it like an animated frog got one. Yeah, crazy frog cool. got one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Oh, that time. That time. That time. <laughs> that time when you'd buy ringtones. Yeah, you'd buy ringtones off the back of a mag- gossip magazine. <laughs> And like that, your parents would be like, "Don't do that because it costs credit," and like, yeah. and they'll charge you again. I was like, "But I want a love heart on like a yes. eight bit love heart in the back of my Nokia blue yeah. Nokia." Yes, oh. it costs a lot of money. 
festival all the time. That and like you'd have to be like, I would like to um, cast a vote in, in Australian Idol. May oh, I please have permission. <laughs> please. It will cost fifty cents for you to dial one eight hundred vote. Anthony yeah. Clear. And then as soon as, as soon as you've done it, you got to be like, stop. Stop. Immediately text back, stop. No. No stop. more. No more. <laughs> Never again. Oh, my God. It was, <laughs> I went like, um, I I remember going, when I went to uni, uh, I didn't have, like, I didn't even sign up to free to air. I was like watching YouTube or torrenting or like before streaming was a thing or yeah. I'd have DVDs. I wouldn't watch free to well, air. There was a time where we couldn't get anything. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we couldn't get anything. It was mainly out of convenience more than anything. Mm-hmm. If I liked something, I'd buy it. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't have free to air for ages. And I remember like a good seven years went by and I watched it and there'd be like hashtags and like all this other shit on here. I'm like, what is this? What I can't, I was, I sounded like such an old person because I was like, what's, where's the actual screen? You've got a bloody ad down the bottom, one's down the side, <laughs> sponsorship up the top, bloody hashtag over here, what's all this? <laughs> <laughs> I felt that way when I came back and like started, not really came back, I don't have free to air. Yeah, I don't. I have, still don't. I don't. It's not like a thing that I have, but I've watched it. I've seen it yeah. at, at my parents' house. Yeah. They have they yeah. have a free to air television. Yeah. And I want you to be like, these are ads? These, these are ads? These are ads. This is what we're doing? These are ads. We're going to we're gonna scream at me. Okay, cool. But yes. Oh, that just made me sound like, oh, back in my day, you've got to get a Back in my day, like, ads weren't uh, louder than the program you were. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, well. I was going to say, basically, if any budding art, like, WA artists is out there, like, oh, Perth, you know, I can't get my creative outlet there. Like, you can't. There's so mm. many. There's, yes. And there's, good job winding y- us yeah, up. Yeah, so I've Good job, good job. <laughs> I know, it was a random thought. I get there in the end. Um, but, and it might be, like, I just say, look at, like, because I did theatre and I do, like, art and, like, my voiceover stuff. None of those are related to burlesque whatsoever. Mm. So it's like if you just put your feelers out, you might find a type of art or something like creative that you'd never in a million years would yeah. have thought that was your thing and then it suddenly becomes your thing. Yeah. And like burlesque, I can do like use my art. I've got to make a lot of costumes because – You've also got to make a lot of audio. <laughs> yeah. A lot of like weird artists unfortunately aren't the most highly paid people uh, creative for the amount of work what? that we – yeah, no. for the amount of work that we put in. So <laughs> a lot of the times you are making you and you, uh, a lot of my classes were teaching and the Burles community, they teach you so many ways of making you look absolutely a million dollars for mm. less than 50 bucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. You're sitting there being like, you giving away trade secrets. <laughs> yeah, it will this. be like, they're like, yeah, that feather head piece with all the, uh, like rhinestones looks amazing. I'm like, actually, underneath is being supported by a toilet roll mm-hmm. uh, and some plastic bags. Yep. Don't peel it back. <laughs> but yes, yeah. it looks really. We are not like ogres and onions. There are no layers, and you should not take strip any of this back. I remember getting like it was on Instagram. Uh, I had a photo up, and it was like of a headpiece that I'd made, and they're like, "Oh, where do you buy that? That's amazing." I was like, "That was a dollar applique from Spotlight." Yes. Uh, kebab sticks that I cut in half <laughs> and painted with nail polish because I had no paint, and put some diamonds. Yes. <laughs> right. Oh, I love that. That's so good. <laughs> That's so awesome. 
Uh, but yeah, so there's millions of ways that you can look a million bucks. Yeah, and it work as you were saying just a second ago with like encouraging people to get out and yeah. try these things. It does. It definitely sounds like the burlesque community and the arts community in person. No one is about to push you outside no. of, of whatever zone you've set for yourself. Even if it is just you lying yes. to yourself, being like, "This is just for fitness. I'm not going to do the grad show." Whatever do you need to get, put in your brain yeah. to get there, just, just get, get there. there. And the burlesque community in the last few years, I think because it's been word of mouth from everyone doing it, being like, you should do it. Yeah, and they it's couldn't ex- go anywhere. Yeah, it's exploded. Yeah. The, like, Sugar Blue Academy, and I'm sure it's the same with Scarlet Bell, uh, Lady Velvet, and all the other, yes. like, uh, things. The intake of classes is huge. Yeah. Some people would be worried that it's like, oh, but there'll be, you know, with more burlesque performance, there'll be less. There's plenty of gigs out there. and It's not pie. It's you don't have to take a slice of meat no, and less for other it, people. It's uh, less for other people. It's and not like a I and for people starting burlesque, like uh, uh, with the arts and that, rejection is always going to be a part like of yes, of fully. something. Yeah. You're going to get accepted into things. You're probably going to get rejected by way more things than exception. Fully. As someone who's done like community theater, uh voiceover stuff, uh kip, like prof, like then corporate, like commercial audio voiceover and all that stuff, I've been rejected from all those fields more than I've been accepted. Of course. The way people become successful is just by God, yeah, that's fine. Keep going. Yeah. Don't stop. It like, And it's easy for me to say, but I have like, it's easy for me just mm. to be like, oh, they reject. It does hurt and it does sting at the time. But then when you get your next exception, uh, like, you get a successful application. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think, like, linking back to something you said, like, ages ago, probably, like, seven hours ago when we started recording, (laughs) it's got nothing to do with you and people are, again, too much in their own Own head head to care about. So even if your application gets rejected, it's probably got nothing to do with you. No. It's just probably got something to do with, oh, but that act has a a track on it that somebody else already has. So therefore, I'm not going to have two of the same music. So yeah. it'll be something really silly yeah. and it's got nothing to do with you and you'll have no idea why. Exactly. As talking, uh, I've talked to people who have like run shows and applications and if someone's been rejected, I, it's never been because of talent. Sure. It's always been like, uh, I've like, it will be like, if I've been rejected to the show, I'm, I'll probably still go to the show and see it and find out that there's like three other AFAB white burlesque performers that are doing comedy routines the exact same as me. Yeah. So it's like, uh-huh. of course I didn't get in because they're doing the exact we same. We this box. Yeah, we, Thank they're you. doing the exact same thing I would have done. Mm-hmm. Why do you want a whole show of that? The whole thing of burlesque is that everyone's different. Yes. And to have different, a whole variety of performances. Completely. So it's not because, yeah, they just don't like you. It's because you don't, yeah, you're, Act, even just your act, not you as a performer, the act you've applied with Mm. doesn't fit that show. Yeah. So it's never to take it to heart. And, um, yeah, it's it's like I don't think a thing is oversaturating the community, like the industry is a problem. Like if you keep working at yourself and keep, you know, I find the burlesque community, they're never pushing others down. They're always pushing stuff forward. And I think that's why it's made – like burlesque in Perth is crazy good. Like yes. not putting down the other states, but no, it's really compared good to other yeah. states that are a lot bigger than us, we're crazy good because we've got such a tight-knit community that we keep pushing each other mm. um, and that we've grown. Like so it's the talent has gone up exponentially because yeah. everyone's 
trying and everyone to, is incredibly invested in each yeah. other. Yeah. Um, so when they like when they see some amazing performers, they're like, oh, I want to be like that too. So they learn and do that, and then there's people that copy that or yeah. not copy but yeah are inspired it's like by that the most successful multi-level marketing scheme oh god there. yeah <laughs> yeah and because yeah, it actually works yeah and it costs money no yeah, <laughs> like it does. It actually does, it does well you do funny enough like it to start off like it's like any hobby you will put money into it but when yeah. after like after doing classes and getting a few co- costumes together the amount like uh i think it was like lucy lovegun always told me was like uh, when you start doing burlesque, like more, uh, like you get a few gigs, investing is always, you get a few really good burlesque items, mm. like that you do put money in and then you just repurpose them. Yes. Most people are going to see that show once. You're not going to have the same audience. People in the community might see it a few times, but they understand. And, and they're people gonna, backstage don't care because they they're doing exactly they're, what you're doing. Yeah. Um, you, and then you just repurpose, reuse. It is, it reuse, recycle, pretty Which much. Yes, reuse, recycle. recycle. Thank you, it's Bob pretty much, yeah. yeah. We're pretty, we're pretty good for that. Um, because yeah, you want to get your bucks worth out of anything and it makes you very creative and like, how can I use this? Yeah. So it's way. more than just the actual art of burlesque, the art of the cheese. Yes. It's everything else that's attached well, to yeah, that and as well. I, I think that's why I loved it because like, even when I'm not on stage, I'm still making, thinking, drawing, do, making audio that is still connected to burlesque. So it's like this whole massive amalgamation of all different arts into one. Yeah. It's amazing. That was the best ad for burlesque I've ever ever heard. And it's probably where we should live. They're going to probably, like, because I say this, I've done this spiel to, like, people who want to do it. And people, like, the burlesque community are going to be like, can you stop making it sound like a cult? Everyone's getting really worried. (laughs) No, that was the perfect advertisement. Or burlesque in Perth, and it's where we're going to have to leave it. I was going to say because I've actually got a burlesque class to go. To. I know you do. I know. I'm. I've been watching the clock. I'm like, we need to get her out of here. Will she shut up about this cult? Nearly kisses will be mad at me, and I'm rocking up late for class. Like, oh, I was advertising the cult. Isn't yeah. that what you wanted? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let everyone know where they can find you on social media. Uh, oh yeah. Oh crap. Uh, I am Minxie underscore Milva on Instagram. I'm pretty sure. Uh, if you're wrong, I'll, I'll yeah, I'm Mixy, either Mixy dot Milva or Mixy underscore Milva. Just one of those. Mixy Milva. Yeah, just search Mixy Milva. There's none of them. There's not many there. Mainly on my Instagram is where I put all my burlesque stuff. Uh, I oh, I got a TikTok. I'm not very good at it, <laughs> but it's at Blamberino. Uh, you spell that? Oh my god. Oh yeah, it's uh, it, that was like my cringy online name. But I'm pretty sure actually, even if you put Mixy Milva in, it comes, it comes up, up with that. Okay, so. Cool. And then uh, obviously you've got the uh, page with Ronnie Rum Punch, yes, which is we called have Minx Punch. Minx Punch, uh, Minxed underscore punch or Minx. I think it's dot. Punch. I think it's yeah. dot. Is that dot? It'll, look, everybody who's and listening, if you're confused, it's in the show notes. Just scroll down yes. and all of your links are right And yeah, uh, Young Blood Burlesque is the other good one. Uh, yes. But yes, thank you. <laughs> that was so chaotic. I love it. Thank you everybody for listening to another episode of WA Expose and we'll see you next week. WA Expose is an independent production. Our artwork was created by Georgia Sassenfeld and our theme music is Corrosive by Aria Scarlett and M Burrows. You can find out more about the podcast or live shows at ariascarlett.com forward slash WA Expose. Oh, God. Okay, dead air for a second while I figure out where I wanted to go with that. Yeah, no, I just... Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 